All right, lovely. Let's talk about investing. More importantly, building your wealth with the income and money that you already have, no matter how much or little that is. I have been so excited to bring this topic to the Untapped podcast, and today is our lucky day. Hi, I'm Natalie Sisson, an entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, host of this Untapped podcast, and a lover of handstands and dogs. I've spent over a decade building successful businesses I love and teaching others to do the same. I want to help you tap into your unlimited potential and make the income and impact you desire simply by being you. In fact, I'm on a mission to help 1,000 women earn at least $10,000 a month and contribute at least 1% of their revenue to causes that they truly care about so that together we can create a ripple effect in this world. So if that sounds like you and you're on board to learn how to make the mindset shifts you need to have the business success you want and the lifestyle that you desire, then this is the podcast for you. Angela Matthews is a DIY investment coach and strategist. As the founder of the Happy Investor Method, her goal is to make investing accessible and fun for all. She's an experienced investor and an investment trainer, and she's conducted workshops, seminars, and one-on-one coaching with thousands of individuals and businesses from all walks of life. Her mission is to help powerful people experience powerful wealth. Why? Because simply put, by having your money make money, it allows you to have a greater affluence and influence so you can change your world and the one around you. As a first-generation investor, she's learned to invest successfully and her investments have allowed her to travel all over the world. She's my kind of girl, 45 countries and counting. Take care of her parents, pay for her wedding and purchase her first home, all while planting the seeds for her trust fund babies. And what I love about Angela is she's just so modest and humble about it all and she started with literally no knowledge and now is a really savvy investor doing incredibly well and teaching others how to do the same in the stock market. So we discuss how to live life on your own terms and a little bit of how she started out getting rich. Literally, it started from a Google search. I kid you not. How to use investing to actually fuel your dreams and how to invest when you don't come from an ultra wealthy background and how to use what you're doing already right now to build wealth with investing. I think you're going to love this. If you do, please let me know because I would love to have Angela back on the podcast. I would like to go deeper. I would love to bring on more people who can show all of us how to take our income and actually build wealth from it. Because I'm not just here to help you get paid to be you and to tap into your potential. I'm here to help you grow and scale well beyond your potential and not necessarily have to be doing all the work to make that money work for you. And that is what wealth creation is all about. And you'll probably see I'm pretty passionate about it. been working on it myself for years. And it's just something that I feel we all need to be doing more of. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Angela Matthews, welcome to the Untapped podcast. Thank you for having me. I am elated to be here. I am elated too. And we are both happy investors. And I know this is what we're going to be talking all about today. And I'm really thrilled actually, because as I was saying to you, this isn't a topic that I've covered on the podcast, yet I feel it's something that I'm becoming much more of an advocate for is sharing with women, how do you take the income that you're earning and growing these businesses and actually building wealth from it? So I'm really excited to dive into this because I just would love so many more women to be creating and building wealth and then being able to create that ripple effect with other women and invest in them and in themselves and their team and just so many other people. So do you want to share a little bit more about how you tap into your potential and get paid to be you? 
Absolutely. And it's so interesting because being paid to be me is something that I hold dear because I think that a lot of us are so multifaceted, multi-passionate. And initially I thought I could be paid to be me, say, through having a business or an entrepreneurship endeavor. However, that wasn't my first go at it. My first go at it was actually investing in the stock market. That was my first time experiencing getting paid to be me. Oh, was it? Very cool. And and how long ago was this, just so people have a little bit of context? 12 years. Right. So you started there. You didn't even start with a business. You're like, hmm, got a little bit of money. What am I going to do? Yeah, definitely one of those hit the ground running kind of folks. And so at the time when I started, I was working literally a crappy job with 60 hours a week. Now, there's nothing wrong with working 60 hours a week, you know, hustle, grind, do what you have to do for some of us. But for me, it was at a job that I was undervalued, underappreciated, and I was literally getting paid about $45,000 a year. And at the time, this was in New York City. So <laughs> what are we going anywhere? <laughs> not going anywhere. Living in my mom's basement. That's where I was going. Yeah. And so I, one of those times that I just had had enough and realized that my soul was being drained, I Googled, how do you become rich? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really think there's no reason to, to not understand anything nowadays. If you have a question with our granddaddy Google we're good, right? And so I Googled, how do you become rich? Because I honestly didn't know extreme wealth growing up. My parents came from very modest beginnings and though very rich in love, not rich with say digits in the bank account. But I knew that I wanted more and I'm a second generation, first generation American. And so I knew that my parents wanted more for me, but they might not have had the skill sets to give it to me. So I was on a quest and it literally said, either you invest in the stock market or you become an entrepreneur. Fastest way to become self-made. That's awesome. Let's do it. And I did both, actually. I did both. And as you know, for any multi-passionate entrepreneur, the business I have now is nothing like the business I had when I started, or even the business. I think I, at the time, started selling jewelry in markets and repurposing jewelry, going to thrift stores and getting earrings and making them into rings. All these weird things, because I used to do it for myself and folks were like, hey, can I pay you to make something? So that's kind of how it started. And and it's really beautiful because since then I've owned over, I guess, 250 plus companies in the stock market. Doesn't yeah. that sound cool? I've owned over 250. <laughs> that's so cool. But you don't literally own them, but you own a little piece of them. Oh, I own it. We yeah. Work, Are you on it? Okay, cool. All right. I own, I own a share of it. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. That's what it's called, shares. And yeah. so I own a share of it. And what's beautiful is that when I started this relationship with investing, I started it from things that I already knew. So I was working at a web design firm and I thought, well, no one's really on Adobe. No one knows about it, but I know that if I'm hiring someone, they need to know Adobe. Like you don't even get through the glass door without it. Same thing for the websites we were redesigning. I started purchasing stock in like JetBlue and all these other companies because I knew that, hey, if you're building new websites, more people are going to love you and more people are going to buy, which means that you're going to make more money. And in theory, my investment is going to work out. So that's kind of how it started and how I literally connect investing to investing in myself, investing in my community, investing in the future. 
I love that. I just love that you Googled Googled that and you started this little business on the side and I assume what you did is kind of took some of that money and you'd invest it in stock that you were like interested in. So mm-hmm. how did you do the self-taught method? Um, did you take any courses? Did you surround yourself with people who knew about it or was it just right, literally learning from scratch? It was a combination. And yeah. so the thing about investing is it's a journey and I love investing because of the journey. You know, of course, there are times when you do it amazingly right. And there are times when you do it amazingly wrong. In the beginning, you're going to be on the wrong side a little bit. And that's okay because it's a journey. And so initially I tried it myself. And back when I started, it was 2007, 2008. And then the recession hit and <laughs> I kind of lost a lot. I, in theory, lost a lot of my money. But I didn't actually liquidate much because I Mm. thought, oh, no, mm -mm, this is not my story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And what goes down must go up. And I just wrote it out and I kept on investing, kept on buying things on sale. And then I was able to do that for a while on just my common sense. I teach a very logical, common sense approach to investing. And that worked out beautifully for about five years. And then the terrain started changing and then it just kept on getting higher and higher and the sales that were there were no longer. And so I had to like really learn how to invest. And that's where I started following mentors. I started um, reading a lot more books. You have to decide which investing style you are. And so Mm -hmm. you mentioned, you know, you've got crypto and you've got real estate. You've got all these ways to grow your money. But if you're not necessarily from that background or you don't have a lot of friends, it gets really scary to navigate it all. And so that's what I did first. I first kind of checked out the scene. What's my style? I knew that day trading wasn't it because I don't enjoy suspense. I hate scary (laughs) movies. I'm the kid who like always read the last chapter in the book, got the ending and then started again. I don't do well with suspense. So that's kind of my approach to investing in the sense of I like longer term relationships. And I realized that's how I am in real life. Like I'm one of those folks like we'll connect and then you'll be my friend forever. And then if we don't connect, that's okay too. But that's how I treat my investments as well. I started on my own. I found teachers. I took courses, made quite a few investments. I had those moments where I thought like any entrepreneur or any person investing, should I actually invest this money or should I pay someone to teach me how to invest this money? Mm-hmm. And there are times when I've done both. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that because I think that's pretty much what I've done with real estate and also with crypto. Um, and I'm like you, I'm in for the long-term relationships. And I really love watching people who highly leverage themselves and go out and trade all the time. But it's one, I don't have the time or I don't want to put the time into doing that. And two, I'm kind of like betting on it for the long-term and riding out those highs and lows, as you said, which can be a really scary thing. Um, so I really love that you said that and that you started small and just kept going even through the recession and that massive financial breakdown. So just to put it in context for people, like how much were you investing and how often, just to give them a sense of like, was this much? And then I ended up making this much over the space of a year, just to give some context so people are like, that's doable. Especially if they don't, a lot of people I think don't invest because they don't feel like they really have any money to throw around. But I find that you can actually start with really little and make those incremental gains. And then it really starts to compound. So What's your sort of story there or advice there? So I think we are born in the perfect time to do this. 
if we were our parents, there's a really good chance that they might not have had the ability to do it just because there was such a high barrier to entry. And so if you didn't have a certain amount of income, you know, multiple six figures, you weren't able to invest in the stock market because there was an actual physical person going down to the stock market to place your order, right? It's almost like having a personal shopper. And then all of a sudden robots came into the picture software came into the picture and now we didn't need humans to do it. Now robots did it. And so that made things extremely accessible and it's accessible because a, you don't need a guy that's like fancy on wall street who only caters to a certain clientele. B you can literally open up your phone and do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And if I could throw in a C there, you don't even have to purchase the entire share. And so if you look at Google, I guess Amazon, right. If you look at Amazon, It could be anywhere from 3,000 and higher a share. However, when I started, I could only purchase entire shares. And so I wouldn't go with those companies. I'd go with the companies like Bank of America, which was like $30 or Costco at the time was like $100. And I could do that. And I'd simply just purchase one share a week. And a lot of people will never tell you you can purchase one share a week. Because it's just like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) Don't you need like millions and thousands? But when you're coming from zero, one is great. (laughs) And when you have one, two is amazing. And when you have two, four is progress. And so that's the way I continuously think about it. And I tell people, now that was some time ago. But now I tell folks, like, honestly, if you can have 500 bucks, that's not going to make or break the quality of your lifestyle, which for most of us, it won't. Mm -hmm then have a go at it. The 500 bucks could have gone to a plane ticket. And then after that, it wouldn't even be here anymore. However, if you could take your 500 and grow it to like 550 or 600, well, now, you know, you're onto something. And now we can start with the bigger investments, you know, where my desire for my students are to have 25 shares to 50 shares of a company and then to grow to a hundred. Yeah. But it takes time. Yeah, it does. And I think that's, you know, that's one of the things, none of this instantaneous gratification I mean you can do that but it is as you said it's a long-term relationship that you grow over time and you build on build stronger foundations and then you start to get the returns and there's actually a really cool company here in New Zealand which I love called Sharesies and they have made it incredibly popular and easy for people like you and I to have five dollars they literally say if you've got five dollars you can start and you can go onto the New Zealand stock market, the Australian stock exchange, um, the US stock exchange. And I think those are the three that they've got right now. And you can literally just log into their software and spend five bucks and (laughs) buy a little piece of Air New Zealand or something like that. And um, it's amazing how many people, in fact, during COVID especially, they had something like 200,000 new users joined because people were like, what else am I going to do with my money now? I'm not traveling. Now I'm not buying that plane ticket. Um, now that things are a little bit, you know, insecure, we don't know, but what have we got for options and bank rates are really low and it's, yeah. And so I love it because it's made it so accessible. Um, and they tell you just enough about each of the stocks that you can gain some info on it, but also just $5, $10 is not scary to people. And then you start to see your gains. So yeah, I love that. Absolutely. It's not going to make or break the quality of your life, which is a great way. And if you, There's also Robinhood, which is an amazing Uh, resource, um, which a lot of folks have Robinhood. And it's we are in a contentious relationship because I love to hate them, but they're still so good. I still can't 
I advocate folks, you know, you can play on Robinhood and then when you're ready, like get a real big girl account. But Robinhood is awesome because it's on your phone and you can, it grows with you. You can buy partial shares. You can automate your investing, which is a really big deal so that you don't have to think about it. It gets really fun. It's really cool. I love that. And there are some others actually, I'll link to them in the show notes because there's a specific one for women only that is all about helping women invest through this platform. And I can't remember it at the time of this, like talking right now. So I will also drop that in the show notes because I love the ethos behind that as well. So how do you, like, what's one of the best ways to think about shares, I guess, is, as you say, is using it to fuel your dreams. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because I always feel if you have a really strong why behind why you're doing something, it makes it that much easier to stick with it and and really see the benefits. So how important has that been for you to invest and fulfill your dreams? For me, it's been life altering. And I say this because there are times when my investments have been there more than, say, the people in my life, more than my business, more than so many things. And there's something really powerful in knowing that it's just not up to you. And a lot of us entrepreneurs have a spirit of if it's to be, it's up to me, right? Lone Ranger, tough it out, you know? And even though we may have teams or we may have a community of support groups, masterminds, there still is this feeling of I have to make it happen. And if I don't make it happen, who will? And so for me, when I think about that, it makes me excited. But then at the other side, it also makes me feel a little bit, oh, geez, what's going to happen when I'm not on though? Are things going to move? I don't know. However, when I have my investments, they've got me. Mm. When, you know, I just recently had a baby and I love this time of motherhood that I have because it's so different from my last. Where in my last, I realized that I was so pressured into working again, working, working, working. Because I do long-term investments, I didn't want to cash out my investments before. Because I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not about to take LeBron James out of the field, like out of the game before he's just getting warmed up. I'm not going to cash out. And so I thought, okay, well, I can work. I can work more. And what I realized was it was amazing. The business was great. Six-figure years, all of that. But then at the same time, what happens to when I wanted to stay home with her and not have a webinar or not do these things or not take on mastermind clients? So this what time- was the business at that point? Um, so it was the still happy investor method. Okay, cool. But at the time it was maybe about two years old. Mm. And so it was still a lot of the grind. You know, mm. the first you're ideating, you're proving your concept, trying to see if you even believe in yourself, if people believe in you. Second year, you're like, holy crap, this is a business. <laughs> I don't need anyone else. And I don't need another job. And I don't need anything. Like this is working and I'm going in my purpose. But I think as women, we have m- multiple purposes and multiple functions. And especially as a mother, and I'm very passionate about mothers just because I am one. So naturally you're passionate about whatever you are. I think about how can I be there for them, be there for my business, which is also my baby, be there for Mm. my husband, be there for the world, and then be there for myself, Mm. which when in reality, it should all be kind of flipped and it should be about to say, yeah. (laughs) And then all those things. Mm -hmm. I find that with my investment, when I have the chatter in my head, I think to myself, well, I'm going to take off five and a half months to be on maternity leave because I probably am not going to have any more children. That is not the goal. That is not the plan. So I need to be super present for this time. 
and my investments are growing. It makes me feel good. Like, hey, Angela, the business is okay. It's there. My clients are supported. We have a team. But on the end, even if this wasn't here, we're still okay because the you from the past thought about the you today. And the you today, I'm just so thankful. And the me today is thinking about the me in the future. And so that's what my investments do for me personally. They give me the peace of mind and knowing that I don't have to be on. I could go to New York for three weeks and I'm chilling. I'm happy as a lark. Every single moment I breathe, my wealth is growing. Which is pretty awesome. It's amazing. Like when could we have said this? When and where as women, as, as people of color, as millennials, all these things combine to make it so that we can exist on this planet now to be abundant as heck and fix things. So I get really excited. No, I love it. I love it. And it's just so powerful what you said, because I think the end game is to have a business or a mechanism, a method, as you said, that allows you to keep earning money and compounding it and growing without you having to do anything you know, within reason, that is like the ultimate dream. And I know for everybody, if that was all I did, if all I did was just watch my crypto grow, <laughs> I would probably be pretty bored because I'm not doing anything super meaningful. I'm not giving back. I'm not pushing my boundaries and stretching myself, but how awesome that it sits there and it keeps growing this portfolio. And then over here, I get to grow my business, but this is always like, well, it's not always, but this is the thing that is just there for me, no matter what, as you said, it's got your back. And I just would love for more women in particular to have that because I do feel like we work our asses off and we put so much of ourselves into everything. As you just said, we often put ourselves last. And this is a way that I think you can put yourself first. So I just really appreciate your passion for that. And before we go into a few more things that I want you to share, do you want to talk a little bit more about the happy investor? Because obviously at the start, you mentioned that you were um, taking jewelry and kind of remaking it and selling it on market. So when did you switch into going, hang on a minute, I'm pretty decent at this investing in stocks and I'm pretty happy with how things are going and I'd love to make this more possible for other people. When did you switch into becoming the happy investor method and really standing behind your own brand? Because I imagine it's a pretty tough market in some ways. It's very male dominated. We can tell that just from there. How did you like put yourself out there and go, you know, what? I've got a lot to say and I've got a method and I know it works and there's a market out there that could really listen to me and learn from me that would benefit hugely. I got called, you know, a lot of folks, We, I think you don't need a calling to do something though. I think the desire in your heart is the calling And some of us pick up the phone and some of us don't. And so I got called to do this. Uh, I used to, (laughs) if I could tell you how many businesses I've owned, don't judge me, please. (laughs) But prior to this business, I had a social media agency. And in the social media agency, it was really interesting because I'm actually quite an introvert. However, I created my social media agency because I would, A, I was young and people just assumed that I would know what the hell I'm talking about because we're young and supposedly we all know social. At the time, we did. And then I really wanted to empower, say, the Gandhis, the Mother Teresas, like the folks who are today changing the world. I wanted them to to have a platform to give them the confidence to create an atmosphere where they can say their truth. This was my intention. However, life gets life in, business gets business in. And when you go to a lot of heart-centered people, they're so scared to say what they truly feel that there's a lot of coaching around that that's necessary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people do want to just go up to a mountain and meditate and that's it. And that's within their right to do so. 
out in the yogis didn't necessarily work. So what I did was I started fixing reputations online because I came from my first foray into investments was working at Goldman Sachs as an intern. And so I knew and I really understood what that life was like. So I started fixing reputations and helping people with that. And then after a while, I just started hating it. It really didn't feel good. It was like, this is kind of counter to our mission here. Like, how did we start here and end up there? And so I also started taking on small business clients and I started building, feeling resentment towards people spending all their time on social media. It really grinded me. I was saying, you know, well, we need to have personal connection. And I still feel that way, even as an introvert. Personal connection is really important. It's important for us to be engaged when we're with someone, to put the phones down, to sit down and eat a meal, to to have this moment where our souls can intertwine and convene and us physically can laugh and all that fun stuff. And so what happened was I was actually on a radio show. I was a tech expert because when I go hard, I go hard. Like I'm one of those zero or a hundred. So if I'm a hundred into something, I give it my all, which is why I love what I do. Cause I give my all into something I'm very passionate about. And so I gave my all into this tech Tuesday thing. And after like the seventh tech Tuesday, I was like, I'm so tired of talking about tech really though. Can we talk about owning tech? And then people just started saying, what do you mean own tech? And I said, I own it. Like, I feel bad about this stuff, trans, like full transparency, but it makes me feel good that Facebook is paying me. When people are on Instagram scrolling, I actually don't mind it as much anymore because I own it. <laughs> They're making me money. So yeah. this, this is just a good relationship. Like you have free choice and free will. I'm going to respect what you do even more so because I'm making money from you doing it. And so that's kind of where it started. That's when people started calling in the show, Tech Tuesdays, 30 minutes on tech, 30 minutes on investing. And then it just started transforming to like invest wealth Tuesdays or money Wednesdays. I don't know. These like these things (laughs) that they call marketing stuff. And so that's how it happened. And folks started emailing me. Hey, I heard you on the radio. I heard you did this. Can you show me how to do that? And then it's okay. Well, I guess, sure, come, I'll show you. And then many people started coming and I could no longer do one-on-one services. And it was just like, all right, well, all of you get in this room and I'm going to just have a Zoom call and I'll show you my portfolio. And this is what I did. And this is what you should do, but watch out for this. And it was very organic how it all happened. And it's been about five years since that. I'm still doing it and I'm still growing with it. I'm still growing with my own personal investments and What I do is I tell people, let me be the litmus test. Like I'm Mm -hmm. dabbling in crypto. Many people don't want to do 10K into crypto. Mm -hmm. I get it. It's the wild, wild west. But you can learn from me. I'll do it. I'll let you know how it goes and I'll report back. Yeah, I love that. And so now you've got reading on your website, seven plus years experience, 186 plus happy clients and 13 plus million dollars in the customer's pockets, which I think is really cool. I'm a big metrics person too. I don't always run by the numbers, but in our 10K club, we keep looking at how much collectively the queens have earned in that club, but also how much they've donated. And I love seeing it go up and up and up. And it's like, it's something like close to 2 million now that collectively earned in the last year and over 22,000 donated. And the whole point was always to have at least 1% of your earnings go towards charities or organizations that you really care about. And I just think it's really neat to track that, to actually see and show others. So it must be pretty exciting for your clients. So you have now a course, you have a signature course for people to learn how to invest. You have your masterminds that you talked about, and then you still do some one-on-one. I'm just curious, given that I'm going into this myself, when you were on maternity leave, did you just kind of 
not shut that down, but did you just obviously still have your investments going for you, which was fantastic. And the course, which I imagine is something that people can just do on their own time. So was that kind of what you stayed with or did you do anything different to your business while you were on maternity leave? This is a purely selfish selfish question. (laughs) Selfish. (laughs) And then you're being selfish. I'm sure someone who's listening is like, this is a dang on good question. Yeah. Uh, So awesome. So for me, I did a bit of both. So our signature course was going, that's always going. Right. And so I'm really passionate about, even though I may not be here to physically teach, the mission should still go on. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we are on at different points. Right. And maybe there might be someone who had a really amazing launch and they're like, Oh, Jesus, let me, I need to put this money somewhere before I spend it. Right. Which facts, this happens for a lot of us or other times I'm super passionate and another person might be like, this isn't the best time for me. So I always advocate having something going in the background. And then to prepare for my five and a half month maternity leave, I didn't know how long it would be. Actually, I just said, when I feel like coming back, I'll know. And I took a month off before my son came. And so it's, yeah, I took a month off before he came. He was here with me for three months. And then I said, okay, I think I'm ready to come off a maternity leave, but it was not to jump back into business. It was, okay, now I need to get into me again. Mm. because I've not been myself in over a year growing this being inside of my body and then giving all of myself, like I need to take a moment and see who I am now before I go into business. Mm -hmm. And so prior to all of this happening, while I was pregnant, I launched a mastermind, one of my highest and higher end masterminds, which is beautiful because, you know, as we go through our own mental blocks of what people would compensate us for our skills and talents and abilities, there's always someone willing to pay more. Mm -hmm. And I forget that sometimes there's always someone who wants like the upper level. And naturally I should know this because I'm one of those people. I don't want that stuff. What you got next? Show me more. What's the higher end treatment? I want more attention. And so I launched an amazing mastermind of as a part of our masterminds. And it was the most, the highest investment ever. Yeah. What were you charging? Do you mind revealing? Absolutely not. I was charging 15 to Mm $21,000. Awesome. Never did that before in my life. Ever. I swallow now because I still can't believe I did that. (laughs) And it was like a four month program. It was freaking amazing. Yeah. And they went through different facets of investing. Because remember when I said it's so hard to choose Mm -hmm. because there's so many different paths out there. And so they really just got to focus in on about three different forms of investing. And we had legacy planning in there as well. And we had some yoga and meditation. And I really got to put all my resources into making an amazing program. And people's lives were changed. Mm. And they got to see, I thought I'd be a day trader, but you know, that's not for me. I thought I'd be a real estate person. Maybe I can actually invest and then do real estate or do whatever it is. They got to figure that out. So that was the metrics for it at the time. And because of that, the business went to half a million. Amazing. That was like, what? I'm pregnant in a pandemic and (laughs) I made this much money. Like, how the frick is this possible? Because you're walking the talk. It's awesome. It was amazing. And because of that, I had zero qualms about Mm -hmm. taking five and a half months off. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a year. And even right now, I'm still part-time. Yeah, And it's about reinvesting that money. Like I took a slew of that money and I invested it. I'm getting an apartment for my business, which is nice. You're just buying a whole apartment to house your business. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think co-working spaces are really yeah. dry. And yeah. I don't like the feel of commercial office buildings. They, they give me post, what is it, PTSD? 
from yeah. like when I used to work in corporate. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to get a business apartment and I'm going to have days here. And when I need a break from the family and that side, this is going to be my sweet space. Yeah. And you can and hold your masterminds there or you can invite various people. You can have the cool people come and co-work with you. Yes. Play the tunes you want. <laughs> also, we have like turned the walk-in closet into a podcast studio because mm. I don't need it to have my clothes. I have, I have a house. Yeah. So I'm walking in. I'm like, so this could be a podcast studio because you need to have, you know, mm. that smaller area for that perfect sound, whatever. So I get to or do dogs. things. <laughs> or dogs, right? Yes. Or, or kids or family yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm so excited that I get to do that stuff with the money that mm. say you have a big sweep coming in. Not only do I invest it in my business, but I invest it in the stock market mm-hmm. because at certain point, Somebody has to be on working for this money. It's going to be me or it's going to be the stocks or it's going to be the real estate. But yeah, it just needs to be that way for me, for my family, for the world. We've got big plans to change things. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to say money can change a lot. It really can. It's not the be all and end all, but it can open up doors and opportunities. And when you use it really well and continue to use it to invest in itself and and multiply, then it gets really, really exciting. So, I mean, I would love to talk for ages, but I'm just mindful of of time. So I would love for you to share with people, how can you use what you're already doing today to build wealth with investing? We've kind of touched on it, but if somebody's just listening here and they're like kind of ready to get started, apart from going to visit your website, which we'll talk about soon, what's like just some ways that people can think about how they can take what they're already doing to build more wealth? All of us can do something. And it's almost as if when you have a cause, we can all do something. The same thing happens with your wealth. And so if you're an entrepreneur, you've got a SEP account or retirement account that you're funding or you're putting away. What's beautiful about being entrepreneurs is is that the government usually actually pays you in tax write-offs to treat yourself nicely. Mm -hmm. Because you're giving jobs and because you're doing all of these things and you bought into the dream, They actually help you. And so if you have your retirement accounts, fund them. Don't just put them in savings, just sitting there, not making money because your money's not making money. Put it in an investment vehicle. Even if you purchase the entire stock market, you could purchase the entire global market and you can just do it a thousand at a time. It doesn't matter on something super conservative. Say, I don't know about this investing stuff, but I do know that over time, the stock market goes up. This is proven over time, always. There aren't many things in this world that end up this way. And trust me when I say, if it does not end this way, we have way bigger problems. Bigger fish out there are pulling for you. So that's kind of the beautiful thing. You want to make sure you're on the right side of the team. Investing in the stock market is the right side of the team because we've got big investment banks. I mean, our entire world economy is built on this. Mm -hmm. So it's not just up to you. It's up to so many other players to make sure it survives. And then again, also just be more intentional about it. You know, a lot of times we think about investing and investing in our business and stuff like that. I want you to think I'm spending so much on Facebook ads. Maybe I should own it too. Mm. And maybe I should have them start paying me for paying them. I take PayPal. Maybe I should own some PayPal too. Maybe it's time they start paying me for paying them. Hey, I love it. Amex, MasterCard. I'm getting kicked out my butt with these fees. It's time they start paying me for paying them. 
Mm. And so it's just about an ecosystem of support and longevity. And so it starts there. And I mean, on, on our website, we've got tons of opt-ins and freebies and stuff. Well, not a ton. We got two. There's like a checklist and then a training. I try to minimize things nowadays. But <laughs> it really will clear up a lot of it. This is something that you can figure out and you're smart enough. You've done so much in your life to get to who you are right now. Don't let the hype and the mystery around investing close you out. Mm. Like you got this. And once you see how fun it is, right, Natalie, it's actually fun. It is fun. Borderline addictive. Like it's, and if you're, and if you're a female entrepreneur, I have a really good feeling you already understand investing. Mm -hmm. You just need to translate it over. And you also just need to not let the emotions drive your decisions. So I've seen a lot recently in the crypto where things have dropped down and people are like, when's it going to turn? When's it going to turn? And just like staying really safe and knowing that things will ultimately go back up as they do in the market as well. It's a little bit more volatile, but just not letting those fears get to you and just being really smart about the long-term relationships. And I love how you said invest in the things that you're already paying for, you know, like PayPal fees, Stripe fees, et cetera. Let's go and invest in those companies so they can give us some of that back. I invested in a skincare company that does multi-level marketing and I wasn't interested in the multi-level marketing, but I love their skincare and I've invested in their shares and they keep paying me nice dividends because they're doing really, really well. It's like, well, that's the way I want to earn money through this company, not through being a distributor or anything. So I love that you said that. It's a really interesting reframe for people who are listening. Yeah. Turn those dollars and, and get the company to work for you. Absolutely. I know a lot of us love to purchase Louis Vuitton and all that. Own it. Half the time, the stock is cheaper than the actual item. <laughs> and then you can it's go out and afford your handbag or whatever. I, that's actually not me, by the way. I've never owned any of that, but I do appreciate people who appreciate it. So yeah, invest in them. And then when your shares go, you go, great. I'm going to now go buy that handbag or those oh. shoes or yeah, love it. <laughs> this has been so much fun. I'm sure we'll have you back on to go deeper. Um, but obviously right now people can do that with you. They can grab that checklist. Where's the best place for people to say hello, connect with you and thank you for your time. Uh, happyinvestormethod.com is the our number one hangout. I jam in the inbox. And so I build deeper relationships with folks with my email list, with the baby and everything in life. I'm not super active on social media. If you did not hear my rant earlier, you already know. <laughs> But that's okay because a lot of the people that I attract, there's a space for them where they're not about it either. There's a space yeah. where they want to build deeper, meaningful relationships as well. And we go there and I share how investments are working for me. I share how they've saved my butt. I share what they're doing. I'm so transparent and empowering. Mm -hmm. And I really talk about what is this bigger picture? What problems are we solving once we're like billionaires? Yeah. Because when we start now so that once we're billionaires, we know what to do. I love it. Yeah, getting people to think even bigger than beyond themselves as to what's possible. Beautiful. Thank you. And I love the name of that website as well, or just the name of the business that you've built because it just makes me happy to want to do it. And it takes away all the fear and the mystique and just says, yeah, let's go and be happy investors. Yeah. Thank you I so much. <laughs> this has been a blast. It's been really exciting. It actually does make me want to drop into my Sharesies account and see how things are going. So thank you so much for your time. And I hope that people are going to walk away from this and go, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to think about my future and how I can really, really create some meaningful wealth here. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me and thank you for listening. So I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Angela. She's a total delight. I just love how honest and down to earth she is. She's a mum. She's an investor. She's an entrepreneur. 
And she's just on a bigger mission, right? You can hear it, how it excites her to show other people how to build their wealth. And it's accessible for anybody. And that's what I really love is meeting leading learners who started with nothing, kept learning for themselves, and then they turn around and show people just a few steps behind them how to do it for yourself. So please do check out the happyinvestormethod.com. Makes me happy just to say that. Um, You can find her checklist there. I'm going to go grab it myself. And definitely I will add into the show notes some of the tools we talked about, like Robinhood and Sharesies, just so that you can look at what's possible for you to get started. No longer do you have to have brokers and all these people trying to take your money from you. You get to basically take control and invest your money where you want to invest it. So here's to happy investing, tapping into your potential, getting paid to be you and using that money to pay you for a lifetime. <laughs> 